0: Something you just don't hear about these days. Today we've got something a little bit different. When's the last time you heard a good fire and brimstone on the four last things? Well, today's the day. Let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, who showed the vision of hell to the little children at Fatima, pray for us. November's here, and we're going to continue with the interviews. More interviews are on the way for the podcast, but uh, it's long been a little bit of an idea. One of the sources of inspiration for this podcast comes from Bill Mara and Father Vincent Michelli, who had a weekly show. Every once in a while, Father Michelli would uh, cut loose on that show, and that's what we're going to have today. It's November. November is thinking for a moment in the history And what life has been like all these times. And you look at our Lord's parables. The time for harvest. The fields having been filled through the summer. The work been put in. The wheat has been gathered. The shaft taken away. the Corn gathered up. the The tomatoes picked and put up. Farmers, people that still are close to these things, they, they, they usually have a root cellar or some place where they put up food. In fact, you'll hear people still say that today, that they put up this or they put up some of that. or And they have these places in their house where they can, this time of year, open the door and look in and know if they're set for winter or not. Preparation for hard times. As a matter of fact, we might call our church is approached in November uh, the one time when she turns to giving us advice on prepping. You hear that so much today, preppers. Preppers are people that are getting ready for a catastrophe, getting ready for something bad to happen. Well, the church has always talked about the final bad thing. Something that was a curse given to our first parents, Adam and Eve. We can't escape it. All of us have it. St. Ambrose tells us only one thing is certain and that's death. But what's uncertain is its date. All of us, somewhere on our calendar, have the same thing on our agenda. We will meet with death. But our church does it in such a uh, a nice way. What do you have on November 1st? The church gets in her root cellar. And shows us everything she's put up from the harvest. The harvest of death where every man has his body separated from his soul. So she puts all the saints up in front of us. Look at this. Look at these awesome things. Awesome, awesome fruits of the harvest. Why? She's telling us, get prepared. Mother Church wants us put up like they are. You've heard it said the other way. Oh, well, these are for the saints that aren't on the calendar. These aren't for any. Why does it happen at the beginning of November? Because Mother Church is saying, you have a date with destiny and here's where you need to be. The next day, she gives us All Souls Day as a reminder. Hey, if you make a little mix up here, God's got your back. If you don't quite get it perfect, but you don't fall into mortal sin, God's got your back. We'll take care of you. That's why it falls on each of us to pray for Those of our family, our friends, people we've known, it's an obligation on us to pray for the redemption of their souls after death because they may be in purgatory. They may need help. But let's turn for a moment to these four last things. Church tells us, there's your goal. We want you guys to make it at least the purgatory, but ideally be with the saints. We mentioned the first of the four last things, death. You can't escape it. Like we said before, the only thing we don't know is when. Like a thief in the night, our Lord says, that's what our church is telling us. Here when the days are getting darker, we even like screw around with the clocks. Just as a reminder to try to make people feel like, no, the day's not that bad. We can save daylight. None of us can save daylight from dimming on our lives. We will all encounter it. But what happens? The four things, death, judgment, hell, and heaven. Some say heaven and hell. It's okay. Those two things happened after judgment. St. Thomas Aquinas says, A man must run his whole course before he can be judged. Our Lord, Eastern Churches, first weekend in November, you have the parable of divas and Lazarus. and Pay attention to that. What does our our Lord say happens the minute they die? They're judged. Devez, the poor man was on the footstep of, uh, or Lazarus, on the uh, footstep of, of Dives, the rich man, always looked over, ignored by the rich man. Where does he go? Immediately to the bosom of Abraham who comforts him. Abraham must have said, thank God at least the dogs paid attention to you. And licked your wounds and did what they could for you. Lazarus, where does he go? Our Lord says to the fire. Fire of eternal punishment. Hell is real. And what's he say immediately? Oh, suddenly he's concerned about other people. He wasn't before, right? Abraham, go back. Let me go back to warn my brothers. <laughs> Our Lord, almost talking about himself, says, hey, look, um, you know, they got all the same stuff that everybody else does, just like we do. Except we have the guy that did raise rise from the dead to talk to us. Our Lord in the parable seems to be talking about himself because he says they have the prophets and the law and Moses and the prophets. And if, if they won't listen to them, they're not going to listen to somebody risen from the dead either. Our hearts have to change. Our hearts have to be ready for it. Our hearts have to know God wants to be with us forever. So what happens? Aquinas says that we must run our course. And if you think of weighing out, putting up your grains for the year, as you're pouring them out on the scale, you have to wait until all the grains are poured out before you know how much is there. Same with our life. Time drips into the sands of life that fall into the judgment panels. So it will be with our life. When we die, we will face our Lord, who will, as St. Ambrose says, access his divine knowledge. Some say that sins are like scars on our soul. Maybe he doesn't even need his divine knowledge other than just to look at our scars. Hmm. 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 What will he say? You've killed your soul, rolled around in mortal sin, and never came back to have me heal you. Never gone to confession. Some people will hear that. Some people will hear things like, hmm, "The soul of your, the tongue of your soul is so disfigured from lies and deceit." Other people will say, I can't even, re-, he'll say, and we, we don't even need our Lord mostly for the judgment anyway, because we'll see the state of our soul ourselves. We will know. We're going to be like Lazarus taken up to be in the bosom of Abraham and have him console us for the sufferings we've offered up, for the things we've endured for our Lord's sake. Our Lord says, take up your cross and follow me. Think of that for a minute. Follow our Lord. Our Lord willingly endured death for us. Why? Because none of us can escape it either. Then we get to the the other two last things, heaven and hell. Heaven is one of those topics, it's so interesting, when you talk to people about it, I think They just think that you suddenly become uh, like that picture of the Hallmark card of an angel with the harp in the clouds and nothing goes on. There's even a song. Heaven is a place where nothing ever happens. Good characterization of what most people think it is. Heaven's not appealing to us because we don't think about what that must really be like. Life with God forever. Our Lord describes it as a banquet. Why? Back in those days, a banquet's like a party. Well, of course it's like a party. There's no more suffering there and everything works the way it should. Don't you want to get there? Don't you want to be with the saints? I think it was John Calvin that said, There are no saints. That's where this idea comes from. We, we, we're in an age now where everybody's praising Luther. Luther was the one that got rid of uh, devotions to the saints too. There was an attack on the saints 500 years ago. An attack. One of the best uh, ways to look at it. Carolyn Houselander, convert. She called herself the rocking chair Catholic because she went in and out she converted then she kind of lost the faith for a while and then she came back happened to have been uh amorous with the the man that inspired Ian Fleming's James Bond yeah I kind of like her interesting woman on a lot of levels but she makes this beginning of one of her books she makes a comment about why she had a problem with the faith. And this is, we're talking about the four last things. We're talking about heaven. We're talking about what do you think heaven is? She said when she was a girl, somebody in her family told her, don't do anything that the blessed mother wouldn't. She was shocked and, 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 and lived a pious life carefully based on that advice she talks about all the things that she wouldn't do anymore, such as shoving extra candy in her mouth and other things like that. And She said she ultimately abandoned it. Why? Because she couldn't imagine the Blessed Mother doing anything. Imagine that. How much she nails it. I think some people, they look at heaven, they think it's a place where nothing happens. Here she was saying, as a child, nobody had given her a good impression that these are people. The saints are people, just like you and I talk. They just happen to be freed from suffering of this world, and they no longer sin. Don't you want that? Wouldn't you like it to live in a world where everything works right? where communication is ideal. You don't have miscommunication where people don't understand what you say. You think things and you're able to have others enjoy that thought with you, where you can look at our Lord and see the wonders and beauties of God and how much he loves you. Maybe one of the worst things about this world is it's tough to see how much God cares for and loves you. In heaven, you won't have any question about it, and it'll make you the happiest you've ever been. And you'll be so happy about it, you'll sing, you'll sing with the other saints, you'll meet other people, you'll sit at the table with them and enjoy God's company, like he said, at a banquet. Speaking of Luther, have you noticed today, getting to our next of the four last things. The same people that are out there praising Martin Luther happen to also be the same ones that are trying to tell us nobody's in hell. What the hell? There's something wrong with them. Just in our Lord's own parable about the rich man. He he, he went to a place, our Lord calls it, the... the in, Enduring fire of punishment. The everlasting fire of punishment. Who wants that? And if there's nobody there, why? Why at Fatima, when you look at the the revelations to the children's, one of the first things our Blessed Mother, besides she comes to them, tells them to pray, the angel's been there, already tells them to offer up things. You heard it in the episode with Sister Rita Marie These were little kids. Think of this for a minute. Little kids that can't read. They see this vision of hell. And people were there being tormented, awful. They described it, even when you read their descriptions of it, it's just a terrible place. It's what our Lord describes in the parable. So these people who, like Luther, who would lull you to sleep, get that. November, these four last things, it's time to wake up, be prepared. These people want to lull us asleep to think, don't worry about hell. Now, I said this was going to be a little different. It's not a, it's not an interview. It's not a, I'm here to stir you up. I'm here. I'm coming now. And I want you to hear it. Why? Why would the Blessed Mother do this? If we know heaven's a good thing and we want to be there, why? If we want to never offend our Lord, why? Why would they, Why do we need to know about hell? St. Ambrose says it's the mercy of God because sometimes that's not enough. It's not enough to not want to lose heaven. It's not enough to want to be with God forever. (laughs) Why? When? When would these things happen? Think of today. Everybody's putting you asleep. Stuff's going on. The attacks on the church. The most brutal martyrdom recorded in all of the church happened to a Polish Jesuit named Andrew Bobola. He was in a small Polish town. He was saying mass when the Cossacks arrived. Andrew Bobola fell to his knees and said, Lord, thy will be done. The Cossacks immediately stripped his habit off of him and took him outside, strapped him to a tree, started doing all manner of awful tortures to him. They plucked an eye out. They tore skin off. They put things underneath his fingernails. You name it, it was done to poor Andrew Bobola. So horrific. So horrific that I don't even want to read all of the things they did to this poor man in an attempt to get him to renounce his faith. They plucked his eye out. Andrew Bobola said, Lord, save me from the fires of hell. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? What did our blessed mother tell us to pray? After each mystery, in the Rosary. Jesus, save us from the fires of hell. Andrew Bobola had been making that prayer for hours, while he was being tortured, two hundred years before, or well, a hundred and. 30 years before Fatima. God heard the prayer. And Our Lady, wanting to have us be prepared for our times, has us say the same thing when we say our rosary every day. St. Andrew Bobola, his last words, hours, almost a day later of these tortures, his last words known to everybody, Lord, spare me from the fires of hell. His last word was hell. Hell is real. Calvin and Luther wanted to launch the world into a fantasy land and put everybody asleep. The, it's going on again today. You hear all of this talk about you need to buy food, food that lasts 25 years. You need to buy, uh, you should get rid of your cash and buy gold because it'll survive the cataclysm. Mother Church tells us in November that we ought to be paying attention to these four last things and preparing for the pending cataclysms. Our Lady of Fatima gives us this prayer of Andrew Bobla. Lord, save us from the fires of hell. Why? Because like the rich man, we have the prophets, we have Moses, we have God's revelation, and we have him who rose from the dead. So that parable came true where one came back from the dead to tell us these things are real. And yet, even today, people are still telling us, no, there's nobody there. Don't worry about that. Oh, that's nothing. How does anybody expect us to survive the torments set afoot in the world today for people who believe in God? Some people might say, well, wait a minute. Usually when the four things are mentioned, there's always a talk about purgatory too. Yeah, that's true. But not for this one. Today, we're just going to look at, you only have two places you can wind up. Where are you going? Are you going to be in heaven with the saints and with those poor souls that have been freed from purgatory? Are you going to be in hell? with Judas and the others who betrayed our Lord who thought no oh, this stuff's just not that important that's not the way this works which one are you going to pick our lady came in fatima to tell you which one to pick she also came to warn you us about hell there's only two standards and you know, when you think about it, all of these things you hear oh, you need to buy survival rations that you can put up and it's good, you know, you can store it for 20 years. And when the catastrophe comes, you can eat. But what you don't hear coming today, you don't hear it at all. Hey, give poor Lazarus a sandwich so that when you die judge, you'll have a sandwich waiting for you in heaven and somebody to sit there and talk with and enjoy it. You hear, oh, buy some gold so you can survive the cataclysm. What you don't hear, and this is the biggest tragedy of our days, say your rosary, earn, well, they would say merit, but merit comes from meritum, which is an earning. Earn some graces here. So that when your cataclysm happens, you'll have wealth in heaven. You don't hear that today. You don't hear these things coming. Probably one of the biggest tragedies of our time is that we're so worried about, oh, Martin Luther and these other people, instead of the more prescient message of the day. Are we going? Where are we going? Are you prepared? November's the time for this. November's the time to get prepared. For us Catholics, there's always hope. Just like our Blessed Mother said, you, you can do this. Offer, up, offer yourself to the Blessed Mother. Consecrate yourself to her. That's what St. Maximilian Kolbe, Father Hardin, Louis de Montfort, others said. She's the gateway. So that when you get where you're going, when we all have our date with destiny and your soul wakes up from the slumber of death and you see our Lord's face, before he can judge you, those saints you've been praying to and praying with and getting to be friends with will say, hey, I know him, Lord. Lord. He loves you. And I've helped him. The Blessed Mother would say, He's mine. She's mine. They consecrated themselves. Don't you want that? Think of that. When you face our, when our, you know, Folden Sheen said that we only wake up to one of two faces. The face of our Lord Or the face of Satan. Andrew Bulbola understood that reality. And he didn't want... He he wanted so badly to see our Lord when he woke up. He's one of the greatest martyrs in the church because of it. These things are still prescient for us today. It's no different. Lord, spare us from the fires of hell. Our Blessed Mother thinks it's important, too. She taught us to pray that way after each mystery of the rosary. Oh, my Jesus, save us from the fires of hell. The four last things are still real today. And it's one of the biggest problems of our age that we're being told nobody's there. Don't worry about that. Here, let's go talk to this man who uh, taught others to break with the church. Say your rosary. Ask our Lord to help you be prepared for the four last things. Mary, Queen of the Universe, pray for us. You have been listening to the Bellarmine Forum podcast. This was a November 2017 kick-in-the-pants episode on the four last things. I'm your show host, John B. Manos, President of the Bellarmine Forum. Production of this episode was underwritten by an anonymous donor that asks you to say your rosary daily. If you would like to underwrite production of the podcast, contact the forum using the contact form on the website bellermanforum.org or call us. This podcast is a production of the Bellarmine Forum, formerly known as the Wanderer Forum Foundation. Founded in 1965 on the heels of Vatican II as a faithful enclave of the Catholic faith, where we still talk about the last things, we still believe that hell is real, and that we can make awful choices in our life and wind up there. We ask our Lord and his blessed mother and all his saints to save us from the fires of hell and to give us a happy life forever with him. Just like we talk about in the creed we profess every Sunday, our producer sits at the right hand of his father and will come again to glory to judge the living and the dead. Our executive director made all things visible and invisible. Even those things they tell us today don't exist. Our technical director is an unnamed angel assigned to us by the producer per show. The Bellarmine Forum is a nonprofit public charity and all donations are deductible to the maximum extent permitted by law. This show is copyrighted by the Bellarmine Forum 2017 to the greater glory of God and the honor of the Blessed Mother.